All right, all right, all right. Here we are back again for episode numero race of the sports break now. I'm here with my co-hosts Nate Swanson, Jordan Hills, and Vincent Fournier. And we're here to talk about the biggest sports thing that's going on in the sports world across the world. All right. So, Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Everybody doing good, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Love the energy, boys. Love the I, energy. What a fantastic day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, right. So, coming up, first we're going to talk about the one of the biggest sports events that's going on right now, the World Cup. Uh, last week, we talked about the U.S. and Netherlands game and the Argentina and Australia game. And in doing so, you know, a bunch of more games happened. The round 16 finished out, and so did the quarterfinals. We'll go ahead and talk about those games. France uh, beat Poland 3-1, to one. no surprise there, but Lewandowski was able to score a penalty. And then England dominated Senegal 3-0. Pretty convincing victory. And then Japan and Croatia was a crazy game. I remember watching that. Oof. But Yeah, I agree. That was an insane game. Yeah, but the penalties in that game, Japan, like you could tell that they were inexperienced in that. Because the way he took the penalties was just terrible. And that's why Croatia won. Brazil with that domination over South Korea, 4 to 1. And then Morocco, the huge upset over Spain, defeating them on penalties 3 to 0. And that goalkeeper Bono is amazing. And then, of course, rounding the round 16 out, Portugal dominates Switzerland 6 to 1. And the upsets didn't just stop with Morocco and Spain. Croatia beat Brazil 4-2, and they tied 1-1 in regulation. Wow. Wow. That's insane. Shocker. I'm talking about number one seed Brazil got knocked out? Yes, we're talking about the number one seed Brazil. Like Neymar Jr. that plays for Brazil. Yeah, I'm going to go off on a tangent on that in a little bit. Let me just go over the rest of the quarterfinals. I want to talk about that. How do you feel about that match, Yuri? About that match, I feel very disappointed and angry because we have such a stacked team, great talent all over. If if we played to our fullest, we would have won that game. We would have dominated. And if all we that, played, if we played up to our potential, we would have dominated all the games. Yeah. I feel like some of the players got airing it and also some of the inexperience. Like, you got to think Man. about Vinicius Jr. This was his first World Cup. Anthony, it was his. Rafinha was his first World Cup. Lucas Paqueta, it was his first World Cup. A lot of guys that haven't really been to the World Cup before that were our main focus. Yeah. Was, you know, kind of new to the, them. The heartbreak on Neymar's face, too, man. I. Mm. That. He's probably going to stop playing for Brazil after that. Yeah. uh, How can he stop playing for Brazil? Just not choose to go? Because that is his national team. Yeah, they can retire from a national team. Um, Zlatan did it before the 2018 World Cup. I think he should keep on trying to get a World Cup. I mean. I I, I would love to see Neymar try it again. Because I think in 2026, they'll have a much better chance. They'll have experience with them. And their players will... And their young players now will be in their prime in the future. But just mentally, I don't think he's going to go back. 
But honestly, and you got to feel for who who missed the last penalty, Gary. Marquinhos. 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 Yeah, dude. One of the best defenders in the world. Dude, I saw him miss, and I saw his reaction, dude. I couldn't help but feel – I felt his pain, dude. Now, I did see on Instagram um, the son of um, Pervis. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't want to screw up his name. But I – but I did see his son yeah, come over. Ivan Perisic or whatever, right? Ivan Perisic. Yeah, Perisic. Yeah. That's one of the few wholesome moments. But I'm gonna go, this, can I go ahead and spoil some, what we're going to keep continuing on here, Yuri? All right, go ahead. What you got to say? I just got to say, man, it's sad the way Morocco upset Portugal today, man. It's sad seeing all these legends come into, into their final World Cup, man. I know, but there's one person that's hurting me most right now with this Portugal loss, and that's Who's I that? show speed. I show speed. That man. is speed. I show speed. Speed, has- <laughs> speed, speed is man. truly sad. Hey, though. speed. First, man. he he came to see his idol play. Didn't even play that game, and then saw his idol lose. Yeah, he did. His uh, idol played that game. Yeah, but watched the but- loss. Yeah, man, I Yeah, Portugal had some pretty good opportunities on goal there and they just couldn't capitalize. Yeah. Morocco, man. Uh, Who would have thought of Morocco, the first African team? Honestly, Morocco's a very solid team. That is like, they really They're made up of grit, man. I'll give them that. Yeah, I will yeah. give them that. So, like, no, this entire World Cup, no team has scored against Morocco. Not really? Team has scored. Yes. No team has scored against Morocco. I'm pretty sure. Yes. That's crazy. Didn't didn't Port- Portugal score like? Like the only one that did was Canada, and that was it. Canada was the only team scoring against them. Other than that, they haven't been scored on a single time. That just goes to show you that the wow, that that's they have. crazy. About I know it's a very impressive. We did also yeah. in other news: France defeated England two one. It was a pretty good game. I saw the uh, highlights. Harry Kane, bro, what happened? Yeah, Harry Kane missed a penalty, man. I I had my I had my. Beans on England, man. Um, you know, I will say, great match. Um, Harry Kane, I mean, veteran, great player, one of the best for England. I think he he's like, what is he like tied with Wayne Rooney for goals or something like that? I think so, yeah, it could be tied. Yeah, and man. going back, to, going back to Brazil, man. I hope Neymar plays one more because I I want him to be on number one in all time goals list, man. Because he's tied with Pele right now, isn't he? Seventy seven. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I want I him. Yes. Or actually, was it seventy six? No, I think it's seventy six. Or is he tied? I'm pretty. He's either tied or he's one behind him. Either way, I want him to play one more, man, and get that. First all time, man. Yeah, I think for Brazil, like a huge change needs to happen inside the soccer federation management and stuff like that. Yeah, Chichi's already gone. 
So I mean, oh, honestly, speaking of Pele, did you see he was in the hospital like last week for cancer or something? I think it was. Yeah, but he should be fine. Yeah, I think he's out and right and not fully but, recovered, but recovering. But anyways, talking about Chi he's been with us since like I think even before the twenty fourteen World Cup, but he wasn't there for twenty ten. He was there after twenty ten. But I mean this was basically his last chance. Like, if he didn't win the World Cup of us and he didn't, he was going to be gone either way. Yeah. Like, 2014, they had an all right squad. Pretty solid defense. But, you know, it was basically just like Neymar just scoring all the goals. 2018, they had a pretty, another pretty solid team, but some players are getting up there in age. And, but this year, this, it such was a solid year. team. Great defense. Great keepers. And... They just bottle it in the quarterfinals. I'm pretty sure this marks the fourth straight time. Or actually... No, it's five out of the last six World Cups they've been eliminated in the quarterfinals. They lost to to a European team. They were knocked out by a European team. Really? Yeah. Fifth straight time. And it's it's just crazy, man, you know. As a as a Brazilian, I'm deeply saddened by this. I was depressed Friday. I was depressed today, but you know, you know, it's better, right? Yeah, we yeah, seen you throw. We seen you throw a Chromebook on the ground. Yeah, Very. that was. Uh, it it just means more to uh, not just but as Brazilians, but like it means more to like. Latin American countries, European countries, African countries. Yeah, because that's soccer to them is the way American football is to us. Like even more, actually. Yeah, but like yeah, people more. will get killed over mistakes in games. Yeah, and speaking of that, did y'all see the tragic news of the American journalist that passed away? Yes, Man. I did. See that. Yeah. I did want to go back to the England game, you know, Harry Kane being the great guy he is, missing that penalty kick, which would have been big, which would have been big. I mean, I don't know how the ref did not see that call on um, Mason Mount being pushed, but, I mean, it, it should have been obvious. It should have been obvious. It shouldn't have had to even been replayed. Um, but also, Marcus Rashford, um, man. He 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 had a real chance to put it in, and it was a very sad moment for England. I had England winning the whole thing, and I hope this doesn't, you know, like last year in the World Cup, it doesn't turn, you know, to where people are saying racial things online about some of the players. Well, it was at the Euros, but um, hopefully, I I do hope that doesn't turn into that. Yeah. But uh, going back to the journalist, Grant Whale died at the World Cup. Uh, such a sad fate for such a great journalist. Yep. Uh, so sad to see him go. But uh, another news, you know, a lot of referee controversies. Um, you know, in the Argentina game, um, one of the Argentinian players just, didn't get a yellow card or even a red for kicking the ball at the Netherlands bench. Yeah. Yeah. But man, that last 15, 30 minutes with the extra time, man, that was an insane game. That goal was great. 
uh, tying it up in the final 15 minutes and then to the mm-hmm. PKs. That's also, in my opinion, where Brazil messed up was having Neymar so far back in the PK order. Yeah. Because you don't you don't put a great player like that so far back in the PK order, in my opinion. I mean, well, I think they put him there because five isn't a bad shorter. spot. Five isn't a bad spot. It's just with the roster that we had, we had a lot of young, a lot of young guys that haven't really dealt the pressure of taking penalties under this like situation before. Yeah, so, that's obviously why. But you know, having a five spot isn't really bad. It's just what the roster should have been. He should, should have been, been one of five. the lead guys. Like number three, maybe number four. Yeah. Maybe two. But um so but, since the quarterfinals wrapped up, the semifinals I, are under are about to be underway. With the first one yeah, on I was Tuesday. About to say how we at, feel about those coming up on Tuesday. Oof. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be two really good games, Argentina and Croatia. So Croatia in could France do and what they, yeah. So for the RGC and Croatia game, Croatia could do what they did to uh, Brazil, which is like stayed back and encountered a lot. Like just have Argentina like continue pummel shots and continue pummel shots at them, and then we and then Croatia would just get that one counterattack and score a goal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's gonna to be tough with the with the um we you know they have with the uh, roster that Argentina has because they have like Messi there, the oh. Martinez there. You know, it's just a lot of great attacking players. So they're going to defend like they even better than they did against Brazil. Actually, just like they did against Brazil because Brazil had a really good attack too. For yeah. the France and Morocco game. It's going to be tough, but like with the way France has played, I mean, I they want to close. They, they I, in to... my opinion, if you're going to play Morocco, you don't want a close game because that's where Morocco thrives is the close games. Yeah. The way their defense has been playing, but some, in my opinion, somebody else for France has got to step up in this game. Uh, no, Olivier Giroud stepped up, bro. Like Giroud was going crazy. Giroud has done really good this broke. Okay. Well, they're going to need to step it up even more because that's where all the Morocco is going to focus their attention is on Mbappe. Morocco, I think they have to take advantage of France's weak in midfield because France is missing like Pogba and Conte, but there's, France is still playing very good. Yeah. But um, I think, honestly, I'm I'm gonna stick with Morocco. I think they could upset France, but if France wins, it wouldn't be that much surprising. It's just it's probably gonna be Argentina and France, and then it's gonna that's gonna be a great final. But I'd love to see Morocco win because this World Cup has been crazy, and I like to I like for it to go even more crazy. Man, these past few years in the sports world in general, man, have been the year of the upset. Oh yeah, especially I'm telling in May. You. Which we're gonna get into later. But anyways, looking over the stats, the players with the most goals is Kylian Mbappe with five. And so is Argentina, he in the lead for the golden boot right now? Yes, he is in the lead. And Messi is in second with four, tied with Olivier Giroud. 
And of course, with the most assists, surprise here, Antoine Griezmann with three assists. Pretty impressive. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, and then I is, think the... Is there an award for the player with most assists? Um, I don't think there is, but there is an award for the best player, which is the golden ball. Okay. It kind of takes it. It takes to the fact, like how many goals you scored and how many assists you have, and like have you been an overall like good player for the team, not just scoring okay. goals, also like scoring goals and passing. Because I was I wondering. Best, Go ahead. Sorry. And I think the best keeper is going to be Bono, the Moroccan goalkeeper. He's only been scored on once, which is super impressive. You know, he's going to be, like, super expensive. Come come club season. Yeah, once January rolls over, clubs are going to be wanting to buy him. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. But, yeah, that was my question. I thought there was, like, a bronze boot for, like, the best assist, like, person. I don't know. So, I want to know, guys. I want to know, guys, now that we know top four teams, quarterfinals, who do we got? Who do we think is making it to the next round? Um, We're not going to go for the finals. We'll say that for the next episode. But who do we think is going to win? I I personally think Argentina is going to beat Croatia. Argentina is probably going to win the whole thing. If yeah, not, I can then. see this. Messi, I feel. Do you guys feel like it's rigged for Messi? Think Messi's gonna win? It probably is rigged for Messi because Messi got a handball against the Netherlands and they didn't even get a. He did. They didn't even get him a yellow card. And, you yeah. know, the, the Argentina team has been really like spared a lot this World Cup, so it does seem kind of rigged. But we'll see. All right. Yeah. So, anyways. I think Argentina's going to win World Cup. If it's not them, then probably Morocco, honestly, because they have a really solid team. And I, I got Argentina. Like, I got Argentina and or France. Maybe that's just me pulling for the favorite and not knowing much. But I don't. I mean, I, I agree with you, Nate. I agree with you on that. I got those two teams. So with that yeah. out of the way, let's go ahead and give it to Vincent to talk about the NFL. And playoff picture. Well, ladies and gentlemen, nothing really has changed lately. Just want to who's winning in their division. And matter of fact, let's talk about Baker Mayfield and against the Raiders and how he came off and won that game. Was it a fourteen? Um, was he losing fourteen? Was he losing like by like fourteen that game, and they came back? I believe so. I think it was. They only won by one, so it was seventeen sixteen was the final score Thursday night. My question for y'all is: Do you think he's going to be the new quarterback for the Rams? I don't know, man. But I saw something on Instagram the other day, but it was crazy. But true fact. Baker Mayfield put on a game jersey before he's even touched the practice jersey. Did he? Just think, yeah. Because wow. I'm pretty sure they, I'm pretty sure they claimed them off waivers on Wednesday. To, to uh, yeah, 
Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. So right sure. now, people who are leading in their divisions, the Vikings are leading in their division, the Eagles are, the Chiefs are winning in their division, and the Dolphins, I'm pretty sure, are leading in their division also. No, nah, it's, it's the Bills who are leading the division. I want the I want the Hello. What happened? We good? Yo. All right. It seems we have lost some sort of connection seems to. Uh... We've lost Vincent, but I'll take over. You know, um, with all these teams I... in the division, um, the NFC. What is it? NFC East with the Cowboys and the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Cowboys Dude. Eagles. That division is crazy. You have you have a great Cowboys team, which they say they're gonna win every year. But they're I probably gonna get. They they could go far, but I don't think they're going to Super Bowl. They could go far if they play like up to their potential. Yeah. But to be honest, they're probably yeah, just going to get out in the first round. You know, I think you know the um, coach for the Philadelphia Eagles is a genius, and he's great. But I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles can get to that next level, which is at Super Bowl. I feel like they're going to get beat in the playoffs. You've seen it happen against who did they lose to? Tyler Hen- Hen- Heineke? Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Taylor yeah, Heineke. Taylor. My I mean, they got their revenge, I think, because they, they beat them again. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but then you I got a crazy the... Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. That, 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 Dude, that's a deadly if the problem. season ended today, man, all four of those teams would be in the playoffs, man. Uh, no, actually, the Redskins, I mean, the. Commanders wouldn't be in whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, well, oh, they, no, 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 <laughs> they could get it, but according to the playoff picture, which is on the NFL website, um, the Eagles are number one, Vikings are number two, Niners number three, Bucks are number four, Cowboys five, Giants at six, and then Seahawks at seven. I think we've I think we've regained connection, but Vincent, you back? You good? He's back. I'm not here. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Hey, y'all listening? Hear me? I was talking. Okay, so I was just, I was just naming off the teams that were that were playing off this Sunday and the the game this Sunday that I think is going to be really good is probably the 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 Eagles versus the wait a second Eagles versus the Giants. Yes. Yes. The Giants. Oh. Like the key for. for any team to beat the Giants is just stop Jane, um, Saquon Barkley. But Daniel here's the Jones, like Daniel on Jones, sports this morning, I don't know if Saquon will be will play or not because he has a neck injury. Ooh. I heard on sports this morning. Always something, man. Yeah, always injured. That's just what I heard. That's just the latest injury update for that game. Maybe a factor, maybe a not. I don't know with what Saquon called Daniel Jones earlier in the year. I don't know if Vanilla Nick will become a factor in that game or not, man. But. Well, that means more more receiving yards for Darius Slayton, I believe his name is. He, he's, he's been playing great. He's the number one wide receiver for the New York Giants. And I think he'll have a big role. I can't remember uh, which game it was. But it was one game that the Giants lost where Saquon Barkley was just stopped. And Daniel Jones like couldn't really do anything. I think. Let me try to find. Maybe I think it was against the Cowboys on 
Thanksgiving night, correct? No, nah, it wasn't Thanksgiving. It was they were at home. Was it the, the game this past game against the Commanders where they tied? It wasn't that one. It was before. No. Uh, Who was it against? I anyways, I can't I can't remember one game. Saquon Barkley, like the defense stopped him and then Daniel Jones couldn't really do anything. But but anyways, that's yeah. how it is. So also, if you knock up Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones will go down with him. Yeah, also, man, in other injury news, I saw Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback for the Niners, out, done for the year. The last pick in the draft, man, Brock Purdy, the rookie quarterback. Brock Purdy. Back, Mr. Irrelevant. Man, has to be a relevant name now, man. He's going to have to make himself relevant, prove why he belongs in the NFL. And that's where I was surprised. I, didn't, I was surprised that the Niners didn't try and pick up Baker when he went on waivers, but I don't uh, know. Speaking of Baker, impressive win against the Raiders. I mean, I well, I wouldn't really say impressive because like the Raiders suck, but I guess impressive in the fact that he, he got there on Tuesday. Yeah, and, and then, then played ends up leading a ninety-eight. Yeah, ninety-eight-yard game-winning drive Thursday night. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Baker can really, like, find his form in L.A., you know, get back to kind of who he was with the Browns, and hopefully we'll see a career revival because I really like Baker. I hope to see him come back. I do, too. I think Baker, he's he's going to be on. It's going to be great. I think he's going to do just fine in the system. You know, hated. I feel like he's a little bit um underrated, if you would say. Um, what are your thoughts on Baker Vince? I think, yeah, I think as Jordan just said, I think he's underrated. I think he just has to find a a team that fits his offensive play style and and he fit he fit where the two kind of merge together the system and his play style. Yes, because while and I, I, I've been I've been telling people that you know I, I never really was a fan of Matthew Stafford. I'll, I'll be honest. Ooh. I think Matthew Stafford, he, like Richard Sherman said, he has no rings. I mean, I mean, he has, he has, he has, he has one, he has one ring, just one Uno. Yeah. And how many Pro Bowls? Only two Pro Bowls. Uh, I really don't see him being a factor. You know, I think he, Cooper Cup does save his butt for real. I think Cooper Cup saves him a lot, you know. But with Cooper Cup out right now on IR, yeah, and you and you see and you see, you know, his 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 um his running back, his um not his running back, his tight end Tyler Higby, he should be getting more targets, you know. Now with Cooper Cup out, so yeah, I and I'm just gonna throw this out there. I had him on my fantasy team for a week or two. He didn't do anything, dude, at all. Yeah, and I think I picked him up off a of waiver, so thank you, man. Yeah, yeah so, you're uh, welcome for that tidbit. I just searched it up. Matthew Stafford has one Pro Bowl appearance across the One Pro Bowl season. appearance, so that means he's not really factored to the game. I mean, yeah, but if you think about it, he's not really an amazing quarterback, but he's a really solid quarterback that teams would kill for nowadays. No, like, he can, yeah. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence or Matthew Stafford? 
Um, Matthew Stafford. I'm gonna go Stafford because of experience. Yes. Like, here's the thing. Like nowadays, there are a lot of QBs who come into the league, and people think that they're gonna be good, and they're just mediocre or they're trash, and then they get pushed to the bench, and it's and it's like you know with the with the game of football, you know, injuries can happen that can spiral a career out of control. So you don't really have that, you know, certainty. But with Matthew Stafford, he's played solid for like 13 seasons. I mean, he only has one Pro Bowl appearance, but like he's played pretty good. And he's been on the Lions. And then first season with the Rams, he wins a ring. You know, that's pretty impressive. I think that team was just good. I think that team yeah, was good. Yeah, that team was good. I, I will say that. It, it, it wasn't just him. It was a team like around them. The team definitely helped them out. But like, yeah. the QB is like the main position of football. There's only like a few while teams that. While we're on the topic of QBs, big news out of Atlanta this week. The Falcons are benching Marcus Mariota in week 15 for the rookie Desmond Ritter. I don't think that's a smart idea. I, I think – actually, no. I think they're just trying to get their rookie – if I'm not mistaken, is he a rookie? He is a rookie. round pick, yes. They're just trying to get him some playing time experience, some starting role experience. Yeah, they're just trying to get his feet wet. Trying to get his feet wet. <laughs> what did you say? Trying that's to get a his good, feet wet? A good analogy. That's a good analogy. That's what, that's what people say. I've yeah. never heard that in my life. What? Never heard that. Get his feet wet? Yeah. Listener, listeners, hop on this. Like, why? How? Please tell me. How have you never heard of this? I just say? never heard it. He's trying to make it a yo. It's not a yo. I'm not Shut trying to say a yo. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I've never heard that. Uh, um, you know, man. you know, get a feel for it. You know, feel the groove. Go with the motion or something like that. Feeling it out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've never heard get their feet wet. I've never heard that. Yeah, I, I think they should do it too because let's be honest, the Falcons. Well, actually, the Falcons can't go to the playoffs. Actually, I was gonna <laughs> no, say they can't get to the playoffs, but they actually can. They yeah, could they, if the Bucks like game. lose out. If and... the Bucks, if to, it, and I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Speaking of the Bucks, you know, I think Tom Brady has made the wrong decision. I think he should have just ended the quits. Because his team, I don't know. No, the offense just doesn't look elusive anymore, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, it's an old offense. Mike Evans has been a huge downer this year. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Godwin Godwin. picked up the load. I love Chris Godwin. Wife, and now having a losing season. (laughs) I mean, it's not losing season. They're six and six, but. I I, I consider it losing season, man. <laughs> the sad, sad thing is, man, one of these teams is going to make the playoff. Yeah, I don't think so many Falcons, honestly. The Bucks are probably going to hold that NFC um, South lead. Cowboys are probably going to get number five. And then it's probably going to switch between the Manders which, and the Giants. And Seahawks yeah, are going to. If I'm, if I'm being honest, if I'm being completely honest, I'm fine with that. The more we lose, higher draft pick we get. Because this this draft class this year, in my opinion, is stacked and loaded with talent. 
just all across the board. Swan, who would you like to see, like, the Falcons pick up, like, in their draft? Um, it's kind of hard to say right now with, I think, with, like, obviously the selection, we don't know exactly where they would be yet. Yeah. Um, but if I had to guess, definitely if they're in the mid first round somewhere, or like mid to late first round or early second round, like this, or okay, let me go back. First, early first round or first round. I'm trying to think who would all be available in the mid rounds. It's not going to be one of the top quarterbacks, obviously, because it's not going to be Will Anderson unless they trade up. Well, um, they, probably. They, hmm. Like, well, what position would you like to see the Falcons draft? Somewhere you know? uh, in defense, defensive line. Definitely defensive line, linebacking core. Oh, yeah, definitely D line. But they just um, gave away Deion Jones with the trade. It's just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about like early second round or something, pick I'd like him to see a see them pick up if he declares. I think the yeah, they need to get a nice free agent, a nice little wide receiver. Yeah, but if they take the early, if they have an early second round pick, I'd like to see him. And if he declares, I'd like to see them pick up Felix and DK Uzama from Kansas State. He's been a monster. Right, but Vince, I have a cool question for you. How do you feel? About the man, the myth, the legend, Mike the White, playing as a starting quarterback for the Jets and almost beating the Vikings. So great, man. Honestly, I felt like they should have been put him in the starting lineup. I don't think the quarterback that was starting before him was doing a very good job. I think he's very arrogant. As you can see in his previous interviews, he was what do you what do you say? Did, Oh my he, god! He didn't feel like he let the team down. Yeah, he's just dumb. Oh my goodness! I don't think I'm saying dumb, but like, I think they made a good decision by starting Mike White. Yeah, but Mike White he had 369 yards, which is very solid, but zero touchdowns and two interceptions. Ooh. Zero touchdowns. Ooh. He did have a rushing touchdown though, which is pretty good. Can you tell me the the score to that to that game? It was twenty two to twenty seven. Jets almost had a comeback oh, in the fourth quarter. Wow! Yeah, it was it was a pretty dominant like the first half for the Vikings, and then the Jets almost had a comeback, but in the end they couldn't get it done. And I think all the players are starting to like Mike White over the previous quarterback too. So I mean. It's a good. It's good to see, man. Good to see Mike White go ahead and start and roll. Yeah. All right, but Vince, let's get some. Uh, I'm gonna give you. Let's. Uh, I'll do three or three or four games tomorrow. Give me your prediction for each game. I give you. All right. Okay. All right. So the first game is. First game I'm gonna give you is Eagles Giants. Eagles Giants. I got thirty-five, fourteen. Eagles. Yep. Eagles. Okay. Eagles. All right. Wow. All right. Um. Let's see here. 
Uh, Ravens Steelers with no Lamar Jackson. Boy. Come on, man. Come on. You know the right answer. 28-7. Okay. 28-14 Steelers. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, yes, okay. Sir. Yes, sir, man. You know we're going to win, bro. All right, final two games here. You got the Sunday night football game, Dolphins in L.A. to play the Chargers. Vincent, what's your score? What's your prediction? They're going to blow them. They're going to wipe the Chargers. Oh, my God. They're going to kill the Chargers. The score for the that I have for them is um probably 48. 48 to 7. Jordan, unmute. How do you feel about that? 48-21. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game for the Dolphins. <laughs> Jordan, how do you feel about that? There's no way you just said that, bro. <laughs> There's no way you think the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tagovailoa, who barely can even feel his fingers, and Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill, Literally, he misses Patrick Mahomes and Mike Lisecki. He can't even hit the gritty right. And <laughs> there's just no way. And they have an old running back. Jeff Wilson's like at least 33 years old. And then Waddle's stupid little dance. There's no way you're going to think they're going to be the Chargers. They yeah, have played uh, pretty well. They also had Bradley Chubb. Justin Herbert's throwing over 300 yards. Well, how many times? No, man. With the coaching that uh, he has with him, bro, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. How many touchdowns, Jordan? uh, One, probably one touch passing touchdown, and the rest to Austin Eckler. Um, hashtag Fire Lombardi. Hashtag Fire Brandon Staley. (laughs) And then the final game I had for you, Vincent, Monday night, Pats and Cardinals. I think that that's gonna be a a good game. I think the running back for the Patriots is gonna have a hell of a game. I think he's gonna have over a hundred yards. Thirty five, twenty eight Patriots. So uh, you don't you don't think Call of Duty will affect Kyler Murray in any way? <laughs> nah. Yeah, he's busy grinding for the M thirteen. The DMZ. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think I've got to disagree, Vince. Here, I think it's gonna be one set of beat them. But uh, Patriots. You think the Patriots are gonna lose? They're they're definitely lose. Like the Cardinals, you know, with the quarterback that they have, you know, the chemistry like isn't that good anymore. Yeah. It, despite like having all that weapons around him, he still he still complain. Kyler Murray still complains. And Cliff Kingsbury, I just think he's a NFL level coach. So I yeah, that's why I think it's gonna be a one sided beat down by the Patriots, probably like a. I'll say Patriots score 35 to 17. That's what I think. All right. All right. Anybody else got anything quick, little thing to add in the NFL section here? No, I'm ready for this college section that you're going to talk about and that I can add into. Was that next year? You're right. That was NBA. It was going to be NBA. Okay. NBA, NBA is next, next. Which means it's my time to shine. And, you know, we have some news coming up. You know, 
Hey, Jordan, There's a Jordan. little thing. Yeah. Don't don't go off on the Lakers, all right? There are other teams in the NBA. Uh, I'm okay. not. I'm not. I wasn't even going <laughs> to talk about the Lakers. Right? You know, okay. there's a thing in basketball that some people feel, you know, it's like an unwritten rule. You're just not supposed to do it. And that's run up the score when the game is nearly done. Now, Zion Williams, let me tell you what he did. I think there was like, what, five, six on the clock? He windmill jammed the basketball into the hoop. But I will admit, or not admit, but he did say that he admitted that he got a little bit carried away. But he said that was more for them getting eliminated by the Suns last year. And it led to some chippiness at the end of the game. And I totally agree with him one mailing it. I totally agree with him scoring Thing. five seconds. Yeah, I think that rule is kind of a stupid rule. Yeah. Me, me, like me too. It's just a product of the losing team, you know, getting angry to, that they lost. Or, yeah, it's just that. So, teams say, Oh, you can't run up the score. Oh, yeah, man, too bad. They're the winners, they're controlling the game, they can do what they want. Yeah, Jordan, that's basically it. How did what do you what is happening? What is happening with the luck that the Hawks have had with their injuries? What's happening with the Hawks? Yeah, man. They've had a recent string of injuries. You got DeJounte Murray out two weeks with the left ankle sprain. You got Collins out two weeks with the ankle sprain. I mean, I it's mean, just does it really injury honestly injury. Does it honestly matter? I mean, how can you be an effective team when you're losing to teams like the Rockets and you're celebrating on the court and all this a third, right? Your team, I feel like the team doesn't mend together. You know, I, I don't know what it was. I felt like it was just better when it was Trey by himself. To be honest. Vince, you look like you wanted to add something there. No, I was just agreeing with him on that, what he was just saying right there. Everything that he said right there was was very true. I mean if you think about it, like NBA seems like eighty-two games, mm-hmm. so you can't just like judge a team losing to like a really bad team. Like you can't just judge like the Hawks losing to the Rock and just say, "Oh, they're terrible," because there's multiple games played. You're obviously gonna have hiccups. Like the Magic beat the Clippers. That doesn't mean the Magic are gonna gonna go go to the playoffs. No, it's just a minor hiccup. Stuff happens like that. They need like, to stop the floor. Yeah. Yeah, but hey, I mean, it, it's, it's a problem when it happens consistently. That's why it's a problem, and they need to get their um, team together and figure that out. But, but like, it happens like it's, once every few games. It's one like, of those things where you hear it in sports all the time, especially in college football, man. Any given Saturday, man, or any given day in the NBA, team just executes, plays better. It's just what happens. That's true. That's true. Any given time. Well, one of the goats of all time, you know, being an old Miami Heat fan, I just hate this guy. Um, Greg Popovich. Oh, twenty sixth anniversary, and he sport and he gets an upset win over the Heat. You know, Greg. 
he's he's impacted the game a lot. He's teaching a lot of great players, you know. Tim, yeah, yeah. Parker, Tony Parker, uh, you know, Manu even made it, even made a great Danny Green, Kawhi, you know. Yeah. What do you guys have to say about Greg Popovich as a coach? I think he's one of the top in the game, and I think he will be inducted into all games. Great one. Definitely be inducted. I can agree with that statement. He's a one heck of a coach and one heck of a player developer. Yeah. Yeah. But with that too, man, I got to give props to their front office for finding all that talent, man. If and and if that and if that call with Kawhi Leonard in the uh, was it. Semifinals or finals, I believe, of the Western Conference, man, he could have had another ring, I believe. Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate that that did happen, but Greg Popovich is a legend of the game. Yeah, which is why they came up with the rule that they have now where if a defender recklessly closes out or lands in the shooting in the, or comes into the landing area of the shooter, it's a flagrant foul. It just is what it is. Uh, that's, one, that's how DeJounte got hurt when they played the Knicks on ESPN Monday night or Wednesday night. But yes. sorry, Jordan. Yeah, speaking of hurt, when the talent guards in the NBA, you know, one of my favorites, I know it's going to be y'all's favorites too. Luca out with a strained right quad. Yeah, a strained quad. Strained right Man. quad. That's, but yeah, that's, man. How long is he gonna be out? Um, it doesn't really say how long he will be out, but yeah, he's gonna probably be out for. A long I time. still got MVP. I still got him winning MVP. Yeah, man. In, in y'all's opinion, right now, who is the best dunking point guard in the league or guard in the league? The best dunking right. guard. Yeah, Jean dunking Moran. guard. John Moran. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I just I thought maybe somebody would have said Zach Levine or something like that. You never know. Zach Levine's pretty good, but just John Moran has an explosiveness. Oh, but speaking of John Moran, I'll see his daughter hit the grid. Did anybody see yeah, his yeah. daughter hitting the gritty after they won? I didn't see that. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know if it's yeah. just me. I like NBA player interactions with their kids and their – that might sound weird, but, like – It does sound very weird. Now that you brought it up. It's so. very wholesome. It's very wholesome to me. Okay. I agree cool. with that one. I did yeah, see I something what makes Jaw so effective is that I believe it's his left arm is longer than his right. Which makes it for him to switch and dunk. I don't know how that, I don't know the genetic, I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but that's what I heard. Um, More NBA news. Man, right now at this current moment, while we are recording, the, the uh, Warriors and the Celtics rematch is going on in the score of that game right now. It's currently 103-86 with the Warriors on top. They're showing why they're the defending champs right now. Um, man, I thought the Warriors were 
not the same wars we see in the the beginning of the season, but they're looking like they're coming back hot. Yes. And speaking with as a as another Western Conference, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, foe right here. I know we weren't going to speak on him, but Jordan, how have you been feeling with Anthony Davis on his tear that he's been on recently? Man, eighty. 80 is what keeps the Lakers together. Um, he's a great player. He's great. Um, we lost the close one to the Sixers. But, you know, we'll come back. We'll come back. Um, we're going to bounce back. LeBron, I'm seeing him digress in. You know, it wouldn't be a podcast without me talking about the GOAT. Um, let me see what he's currently, how far he's away from – He's away from what's his what's that guy's name? It doesn't really matter how far away he is. He's still not going to be considered the goat. Okay, he has eight hundred sixty-three points to go. Guys, guys, guys. Hey, we talk, hey we're getting we off track. About this. We talked about this last week. We talked about this last week. Yeah, I'm hey, not going to go over again. Like, that's my minutes. fault. That's my bad. It's good, man. It's good, man. But anyways, Jordan, I want to talk about the Kia NBA MVP standings. All right. So right now. The latest standing is Jason Tatum is number one, with Giannis at number two, Luca at number three, the Joker at number four, and Jean Marais at number five. How do you feel about that? If I'm being honest, I can agree with those standings. I think Jaw should be higher than I think the Jaw and the Joker should should switch spots. But that's just me. I can agree with that. Jordan, what what do you your take on it? What did Chuck say? Chuck said, if SGA is not a starter, then there's a problem. SGA should be in that conversation. He should definitely be in the MVP conversation. Um, he's you. been balling Thank out. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for saying that. I'm an OKC man, SGA, bro. He is I do believe SGA is definitely going to be the heir to Michael Jordan. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, 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 dude, I'm just saying. He's definitely going to We want to get over our heads. If we want to get over our heads, the way 80's been playing is better than Michael Jordan's whole career. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get heated. <laughs> We're, not. We're not trying to get into a heated discussion here. Oh, my goodness. If I wasn't hey. mistaken, your first episode, you said Anthony Davis is washed and he should just – we sh- you should just trade him. Like the Lakers should just trade him. If I'm not mistaken, AD has AD has surprised me. I forgot how good AD is. I honestly forgot mm. how dominant AD is and how scary hey. he is on the court. I'll have to admit, Yuri, if you can go back and find that clip when you're editing this, bro, you got to roll that clip, man. We'll roll that clip. I will roll. You got to roll the clip. You might have to. But, but anyways, yeah. yeah, I think the standings are really good for now. Probably would I probably just keep it the way it is. Maybe put Devin Booker down below Donovan Mitchell and like below Donovan Mitchell. Also move Kevin Durant. Move Zion. Yeah, I'd actually move Zion up above Kevin Durant and have Anthony Davis at 10. Zion's playing like a demon right now. Yeah. Zion, like. I know it's a little bit early. 
But on February 17th through 19th, the All-Star 2023 game will be in Salt Lake City. What a weird okay. place. What a weird place to have it. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll be honest. What is in Utah? Let's just be honest. Salt Lake City. What's in Salt Lake it, City? Mormons. <laughs> okay. And on that topic, we're definitely gonna have to switch the topic. You know, oh, oh. Wait, 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 um, wait, wait. I have to. I have to ask. This is a little. You know, I like, Salt Lake City. More than Salt Lake City. I have to. I have to throw in a little different topic. Okay, what's your all favorite right. moment from All Star Weekend? Like all time favorite All Star Weekend. Let's start off with Swanee. Kobe and LeBron. Kobe and LeBron. When it was crazy. Okay. All you right. said. Uh, Favorite moment of All Star Weekend? Yeah, like just in the past, like just any All Star man. Any All Star, you could go nineteen ninety eight. You can go two thousand five. Jeez, I'm gonna have to go with. I believe it was the 2013-2014 dunk contest between Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Man. Oh, that was a great one. That was a great one. Had me on my toes. Had me on my toes. Um, I think Aaron Gordon got robbed, though. We can all agree. Did Aaron Gordon get robbed? He got robbed. Yeah, um, I think I he got robbed in 2019. I, or was it 2020? Man, 2020, he definitely got robbed. But in another great moment, Aaron Gordon dunking over uh, crap, Taco Fall. Yeah. That was crazy, man. He should have won it. He should have won it, man. Yeah. One of my favorite moments, because I don't remember which one. My memory's not very good right now, but it was Stephen Curry, right? And he was just throwing threes up there. I forgot which one. He was just throwing threes up, turned turn back, and threw another three. Like, it was crazy. He was going crazy. I love that moment from Steph. I guess I'd say my favorite moment is. When Shaq passed the ball between Dwight Howard's leg, and then the other guy passed it back to Shaq, and he got that dunk. That was just amazing. But for me, it's just it's just really cool. I thought it was amazing. Like, he just megged Dwight Howard. Yeah. I thought it was great. Yeah. And I got one more little question, you know, that is not kind of current, but I just want to know this. What is your favorite NBA meme? Favorite NBA, NBA meme? Meme? Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll start off. I think the Russell Westbrook what meme has to be the best meme of all time. Oh, yeah, seen that, lot. that one is amazing. I love that one. The other one, man, I'm taking it just for the sound is – LeBron James on the Cleveland Cavaliers when he's going, it's too, that's, that's too easy, man. Too easy. Too easy. That's too, too easy, easy out here. And I hate LeBron, but that's a great moment right there. That's a great – I love that moment. For me, uh, it's the Swaggy P one. That one is just... Oh, he put up the shot and shimmied and – yeah. And it just missed. Yeah, 
That one was funny, man. I love that one, though. Yeah. So, Jordan, you got anything else was... for us in the NBA landscape? No, man. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right, all right. Then, on that note, Nate Swanson, what news do you have for us in the MLB? In the MLB? Man. Winter meetings went down in San Diego this past, uh, like, I think they started on the 7th and just ended yesterday. Man, oh, man. Man, did stuff go down. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Trying to find all my uh, stuff. But I do know one thing. Aaron Judge is Back with the Yankees. After so much spec- speculation, man, he's staying with the Yankees on a nine-year, I believe it was $360 million deal. Damn. That guy's going to get paid. I'm a big player. Yeah. It's so much, man. It's crazy. Getting paid. I, I love that all these new teams are getting great players, you know, but the Toronto Blue Jays still have not made a move, and that's because they're remodeling their stadium. Jordan, I have a question for you. I, I want to know your correlation to the Toronto Blue Jays and how your fake. I have a lot of team- Jamaican. I have a lot of Jamaican family in Toronto. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, other free agent news. You got uh, the Red Sox are signing Kenley Jansen from the Braves on two year deal. Which. It- Kenley, uh, Kenley Jensen? Yeah. Mm. But okay, that's, I think, I think that's what the Braves were planning for. They were planning to release him when they traded. Yeah, he's, so, a re- he's a really good pitcher. I like him. Yeah, but he's getting up there. And I think they were planning to let him go when they traded for Rossell Iglesias last year at the trade deadline. Um, other news, um, Wilson Contreras and the St. Louis Cardinals have been in agreement since, you know, he went cross town, cross town rival, um, five year, $87.5 million deal. I, I'm, I like the signing for St. Louis. Yeah. I like the, I really like the signing. Yeah. Hall of Fame catcher, man. They, they, Followed it up. He, I mean, does he have big shoes to fill? Yeah, because it's Yachty. But man, it's that, that was a fantastic signing for someone to follow up okay. in Yachty. Another big okay. signing. I don't know if I mentioned this in last episode about Trey Turner. He signed an 11 year, $300 million deal with the Phillies. So him and, Damn. uh, yeah. Do you think the Phillies can uh, make it back to the like do like what the Astros did this year, make it back to the World Series and win it? Um, with these moves that they've been making, yeah, they added. They've also added some pitching. Uh, they got Jamison. No, that's not Jamison Italian. They got Taiwan Walker from the Mets. Uh, hmm. I mean, yeah, that's solidified. Well, it. So it kind of gives them a third starter with Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, and then Taiwan Walker. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, 
so he's off the board. Um, I'm trying to think. There was another shortstop, I believe, that was on the board maybe at the same time as him. But I don't actually no, I don't think there was. So there's two remaining shortstops on the board now in the free agent market. Carlos Correa and Dansby Swanson. Um if I had to pick the two, I definitely would have Dansby over Correa. But is Dansby gonna does he plan on going back to the Braves or does he want to leave? I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read somewhere that he, he was on like a podcast or something that he wants in the range of forty million a year. But our yeah. yeah, our general manager was only willing to offer him eight million a year. So what? which I mean, I don't know, man. You see all these other guys like Trey Turner and all them signing these big deals. I see where he's coming from. But speaking of this other deal, Xander Bogarts is headed out west to the Padres on an 11-year, $280 million deal. I was just going to talk about that. And God almighty, I might be a Blue Jays fan, but those Padres, they might be looking like a team I might have to start chin for. You got Tatis, you got Xander, you got uh, Machado, you, you got, got Machado, uh, you got Soto. Uh, Soto. Oh my god, dude, that oh. offense, that offense is going to be a hell of a team to try and stop right there. This is what it was looking no. like right now when I look. This is this is their projected opening day lineup right now. Well, okay, opening day, no, but projected lineup. You got. Tatis in the outfield. You got Soto in the outfield as your two corner outfielders left and right. You got Manny at third, Machado at third. You got Xander Bogarts at short. Uh, you got Jake. Or no, you got ha, ha, ha Seung Kim. I probably butchered that. But you got him at second, Jake Cronenworth at first. Oof. Man, that's going to be a tough offense to stop right there. So, Jordan, what you're basically saying is that you're going to be another bandwagon. No, I'm always loyal to the Blue Jays. Vladdy on top. Vladdy's the best player I've ever seen play baseball. Um, other news. The Mets re-signed Brandon Nimmo. Eight-year, $162 million deal. That's just the Mets having all the money. Um, And the Blue Jays. Here you go, Jordan. Some news for you. The Blue Jays are signing an outfielder, Kevin Kiermeyer, to replace uh, Teoscar Hernandez, I believe, is what he's going to replace. Really? Yeah. An absolute nobody. <laughs> wow, he doesn't hit for power, but he's definitely more on the consistent side. But... Uh, Think that about the MLB setup. So, uh, Yuri, I'm gonna send it over to you with the uh, MMA news in UFC 282 tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big, big night for UFC. As I speak right now, Darren Till and Duplessis is fighting right now. It looks, it's a really fun fight, and all the fights tonight have been finishes. No judges' decision, just all finishes. All right? And I've watched them; they have all been. Amazing fights. And speaking of amazing fights, Raul Rosas Jr., the youngest fighter in MMA his in UFC history, 
won his first fight in the octagon by submission first round. Barely taking any damage. Now, it was against Jay Perrin, but it's very impressive for an 18-year-old kid who was just signed like a few months ago. That, that is, is amazing. very impressive. Yeah. And also, huge upset in the featherweight division. Bryce Mitchell lost to Ilya Topuria. Well, I guess it was a huge upset. It's just a big shock. You know, Bryce Mitchell was such a like, likable character and somebody who was seen as a big threat. And then Ilya Topuria just submitted him in the second round, beat him at his own game. And so other fights other than uh, Darren Poole and Duplessis, you also have Santiago Ponzinibbio against Alex Morono. And as a co-main event, you have Patty the Batty Pimblet fighting Jared Gordon. And I think Patty the Batty is going to win this one, man. He is on He's a roll. He's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. But, he, reminds, he reminds me of a younger Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. But he could end up like Molly McCann. She lost at UFC 21 via Kimura, I believe. So... I mean, just Patty has to stay focused on his fight. Keep doing what he's doing, he'll win. And then the main event for the vacant light heavyweight title, Jan Blachowicz versus Magomed Ankalaev. And for this one, I'm sorry, Jan Blachowicz, I like you. I like this man. He has amazing power. And if he's going to win, it's going to be by knockout or by decision if he can hold Magomed Ankalaev down. But... I just don't see that happening. I see Ankalai winning. Either by TKO in the third round, or I'll say unanimous decision. One of those two. All right. All right. Yeah. But anyways, that's going to be the last pay-per-view. And then the next UFC event is going to be Jared Kinnanier and Sean Strickland. Which is going to be an amazing fight. I cannot wait to watch that. I've always had a question about the UFC. Um, how do you watch it? Do you have to pay for every single pay per view, Yuri, or is there like a subscription? Or hmm. how does that work? Okay, so here's the thing: if you want to get UFC content, you have to sign up with ESPN Plus, pay monthly or yearly, and then you can watch ESPN you know, Plus. Yeah, you can watch UFC Fight Nights. You can watch but UFC shows. It's ESPN Plus. Yeah, even with ESPN Plus, if there's a fight on pay per view, you still have to pay for it. So, yeah. And so that's what I did. <laughs> Which, right that's that's unfortunate because, in my opinion, it should come with this. That's just how they make their money. And you got to make the money somehow. You know, ESPN is bleeding money right now. Yeah. You got to. Find a way to make it, man. Yeah, they're they're Anyways. are they fighting it in this? Are they fighting it in MSG tonight? No, that was last time UFC twenty one. This okay. time it's oh, uh, oh, it's oh, in oh. T Mobile Arena. Okay, so then that it's must be top. Arena. That just must be top ranked boxing. I was watching earlier. Then is it two eighty one because there's been like two hundred eighty one matches? That's why. Like this is a two. There's been, this is 282, and there's been 282 pay-per-views. No, he's, he's at, he's oh. at, oh, okay, so it's, 
pay-per-views. That's why that's why it has a number by it. Oh, so it's UFC, very hard to name an event. When is UFC like st- when did it start? Because that seems like a like a uh started back in nineteen ninety-three. Nineteen ninety-three and there's only been two hundred. Two hundred and eighty two pay per views, yes. Wow. Yeah. But it started back in nineteen ninety three in Denver, Colorado. Okay. The crazy event changed the way when, everybody viewed fighting. When did Dana White take over, or did he start the UFC? No, he didn't start the UFC. It was uh, another group. I can't remember what they were called, but because of UFC, you know, a lot of people start seeing it as barbaric, and so after UFC won, kind of like I think between like '98 and. Like the early two thousands is called like the dark era, or the dark okay. ages when UFC was like wasn't making any money. You know they were bleeding money because like all the major um, cable providers wouldn't wouldn't put them on because uh, Senator John McCain uh, didn't want them to because he thought it was human cockfighting. That's yeah. what he called it. Thanks. But then Danny Wyatt and guy was able to convince his friends. Lorenzo and Frank Fertitta to buy the UFC in 2001 for like $2 million. They bled money for a while, but eventually they started making more money. And they eventually sold it for $4 billion in 2016. And now it's thriving today. Wow. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> it was a... Yeah. Tough times earlier, but they fought through it. And the more you know. Mm-hmm. Yuri, what's your personal opinion on Dana White? Because I know some people love him, some people hate him. What's your personal opinion? To be honest, there are times where I get frustrated with Dana White because, like, he doesn't make, like, the right fights or he makes a bad decision and a fighter, like, leaves. But at the end, I have Dang, tremendous... Dang, bro, he's calling you out, bro. I, I'm not. I'm not. He's he not want, he wants to hop in there. <laughs> he's not going to find a podcast. He, I know. He's Anyways, he, 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 it's just... In the ring. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. He has... Tremendous respect. Like he's been doing this since 2001. 21 years dealing with people getting mad at him, dealing with like Sada, different fighters complaining about their pay. And like, which is a valid point, you know, fighters should get paid more. But, uh, you know, dealing with that many people mm. over the course of 21 years is just crazy. And he, you know, he has my respect for that. But that's all y'all got for me. Then I guess we'll hand it back to Nate for NCAA college football. Final segment. Final segment of the night. Am I right? Yes, sir. Big news tonight, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Caleb Williams won the Heisman. Yep, yep, yep. That the Heisman winner was announced tonight, folks. Terrible Uh, news. Ah, uh, okay, Vincent. That's just bias, but you anyway. 
Um, hey, you got Ohio State in the playoff. That's all I got to say on that issue. Yeah, but, that is grateful. But, you know. You know uh, yeah, Williams, um, fantastic season. Do you think? Shout out, shout out to him. Uh, but what? Well, well, was I, honestly, I honestly thought Stetson Bennett was going to win it. He's had a fantastic season. Leading yeah. Bulldogs 13-0. That's a, he's had a great season. I'm, so, I'm, I'm with Vince on that. I think he should have won it. If I'm being honest, would I have been okay if he would have won it? Yeah. Do I think he should – if he would have won it, do I think he should have won it? No. I – Max Duggan should win, but because that I mean, is that the quarterback for TCU? Yeah, he's been through a lot. He two years ago, I believe, he played most of the year with a broken foot, broken jaw, something like that. Um, twenty twenty. 2020, man, he's going through a normal, just COVID screening, you know, like all the athletes had to get then and found out irregular heart, some uh, irregular heart problem. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, this past year, not season started a month or two before the season started, he had to have a nine hour heart surgery, fix that issue. And he dealt with blood clots and stuff yeah. after that. So, kid's been through a lot. And then he wasn't named the starter week one. And so, but hey, starter got injured out for the year. And Max Duggan's taking full off advantage here. So, that's, in my opinion, that's why he, I think he should have won it. He's a great kid. Hell of a quarterback. I mean, but hey, man, happy for Caleb Williams. I'm not saying I'm not criticizing him or the committees or whatever they do's choice. I just think Duggan deserved it more than any of them. But go ahead. So, Nate, now the cultural playoff is basically, you know, in stone. We have Michigan versus TCU and Georgia versus Ohio State. Do you see TCU make it to the finals or, you know, Michigan going to make it? Is Ohio State going to get the upset on Georgia? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, God. You had to put me in that spot, didn't you? Yes, I did. I'm a, I'm gonna avoid that as long as possible here. So I'm gonna start with TCU Michigan game. Blake Corm out for the year, done for the year. Now is Donovan Edwards a replacement? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, he's been a decent, all right, replacement. I think the running, but, running back Michigan, he's played very well, especially against the Ohio State. He had two touchdowns. He played pretty. He good. has played, yeah, two hundred yards. Um, but with, with that, TCU will win this game forty-two thirty-one. I'm I say forty-two thirty-one. TCU wins. TCU. Now, for the other one that you just had to put me on the spot on, right? 
Just had yes, to. Sir. I did. For that, uh, Vince, you're not going to like my answer. I say Georgia wins. Okay. Now, Vince, what do you say about that? I, I think I've decided with myself, if we lose, I'm not going to get it upset. And Now, do I – Georgia's it, a, great, a great football team. Their defense is amazing. Yeah. And I don't think our uh, – I don't know, man. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think Ohio State's strong enough to beat Georgia. Yeah. Now, okay. Right. So, here – now – Ohio State definitely would have had a sh- better of a shot if Jackson Smith and Jigbo was playing. He will not be playing. He's skipping out on it on the CFP, and he's declaring for the NFL draft to prepare for the NFL draft. So that you can maybe, do that? Yeah, you can do that. Wait, you could declare for the NFL draft before the season's over? Yeah, yep. if, if you're eligible. Huh. Had had that. you had you seen that news yet, Vincent? I have seen that news. You had seen that news? Yes. Okay. But yeah, so final score in that game is gonna be And it's here in Atlanta too at the Peach Bowl. So that's not gonna help Ohio State any. So I say I say final score is gonna be Georgia forty five, Ohio State. Uh, 31. Okay, I like that score. I like that. It's going to be both high scoring. And then National Champion Georgia TCU. Um, This is honest. If Now, TCU's been known as comeback kings all season. But if they – this is the type of situation where you cannot get behind in the game and try and come back. Because, one, if they want to – especially if they want to beat Michigan, too, because if they if Michigan gets out, they're just going to run the ball. They're going to go back to the way they want to do and run the ball. And if they get down but with Georgia, which I'm predicting they are going to do, you're, it's not happening against that Georgia defense. It's just not. Georgia's defense is something else, man. So, my final score for the national championship, Georgia will go back-to-back. I say the final score is going to be Georgia 35, TCU 21. Solid solid predictions. I've got Georgia. I disagree with you on the TCU versus Michigan game. I got Michigan winning it. Okay, score predict. What's your score prediction? The same score prediction you had, but Michigan winning. Just Michigan. Okay, and do you think Michigan's going to be Georgia or no? Now, what I or I mean, Georgia could get like there could be huge upset. No. Would I love a Michigan-Ohio State rematch in the national championship? Oh, heck yeah. That would be insane, but it just won't happen. Yeah, It just won't happen, unfortunately. But, um, let's see. 
There's been other news. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Other news. The coaching carousel has been heating up in college football recently. Well, not recently. It's been it's been heating up. Um, let's see. I want to start out with the main big news. Prime time. That, prime yeah, time. prime time has left Jackson State, and he's headed to Boulder. Be the coach. He is the next head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes in the Pac-12. Now, I did find this in- this quote funny and interesting. A, a reporter asked the Colorado AD. Uh, he's like, "Now, where did you get all where did you where did you get all the money for this?" Uh, the Colorado AD says, <laughs> "He just kind of laughs and goes." <laughs> We don't have the money yet, but I know we're gonna get it. I'm like, bruh. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, bro. Oh, yeah, that's not something you say to the media, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> definitely not something you want to hear if you're Deion Sanders. Or no. Yeah. Deion Sanders, a lot of new coaches as well, like a new OC. Almost every, a lot, almost the whole coaching staff is like new. Yeah, he wants to get his people in there. Yeah. But now the main question is, will Travis Hunter follow him? He's a part of that Louis bag. He's going to be part of that bag, you think? Yeah, I think he's part of that Louis bag that Dion was talking about. (laughs) Son and... I would say the running back for JSU and um, the the linebacker, too. Okay. You think they're going to go to Colorado? Yep. Now, let's see here. In other coaching, in other, uh, coaching carousel news, um, let's see. Hugh Freeze was hired at away from Liberty. He will be the next head coach of Auburn football after they fired Brian Harson after his underperform underwhelming year, I should say. Um, let's see here. Any other news? Uh, Tim Beck, the North Carolina State offensive coordinator, will take over for Jamie Chadwell. After he left to take the Liberty job from he, he yeah he freeze, he was head coach at Coastal Carolina with the Teal Field. Um, let's see. Now, okay, Trent Dilfer is was hired as the head coach at at UAB. Anybody heard? Trent Dilfer in this in here. I've never heard of that name. You've never heard of that name. Okay. Well then never mind. It's not, maybe it's not as big as I thought it was. Because I thought he was. Um Georgia Tech hired their interim head coach Brent Key after firing Jeff Collins through the or after like the first three, four games. Yeah. Before I say this, is anybody a Georgia Tech fan? Are no. you a Georgia Tech fan? Okay. No. I think Georgia Tech isn't going to win a, 
a natty or going to the playoffs in the next 10 years. They're never going to make it to the the natty, bro, or the playoffs. They just have they, – they could have came up – well, let me – how do I say this? I don't, I don't know how to say this. Oh, man, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Georgia Tech is in the ACC, right? Or Yeah, they're in the ACC. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, um, and then the final major news is Paul Chris. Well, not final. We'll not find There's two more. But the Paul Chris was fired at Wisconsin even after having a winning career record with like he was like sixty three and forty or fifty something. But they hired Luke Fickle from Cincinnati to be their next head coach. Um, and then the final one, Herm Edwards. Yeah, does that name sound familiar? To anyone? It does. No. No. Okay, it does to you though, Vincent. Yeah, that sound that name sounds familiar. Yeah, he was a NFL analyst on ESPN for a few years, uh, coaching New York Jets in like the eighties and nineties. I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah, but he was fired from Arizona State, and Kenny Dillingham, the Oregon offensive coordinator, was hired away there, and to become the next head coach at. Uh, Arizona State. Oh, one more. My bad. I keep forgetting. I thought was, I thought I already mentioned this one. Scott Frost hired for, hired. What the heck am I talking about? Fired from Nebraska. Matt Rule hired. It will be his replacement. Hired. Matt Rule will be his replacement. I did hear about that. Matt Nebraska. Rule. X. He was the. Former Carolina Panthers head coach before he was the fired. Who, the man who blew up the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, essentially. Not a good way. But um, you got anything else for us, Nate? Um, I don't believe I do. We'll close this out tonight. Go ahead, man. First, Jordan, Vincent, before we sign off, y'all got anything y'all want to add, say, do anything like that? No, I think we're good. You're good? You're still muted, Vincent. I'm, I'm excited to see the college games next week. Oh, yeah, I'm ready for the bowl games to start, too. Except for but, the World Cup, despite my team not being in it, but you know what? It happens. It is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, with that, that's going to wrap, wrap up this week's episode of the Sports Breakdown Podcast. As Dion would say, play my theme music. Play it, baby. Roll it. But that's the end of this week's. And I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know now. We're going to take – we might be taking a little bit of a break over the holidays. You know. Right. We're going to have fourth episode on Sunday, December 18th. Yeah, and then after fourth episode, we're gonna take a uh, break till. Are we gonna take a break till New Year? I think it's gonna probably be like after New Year, and then probably well, the first yeah, Saturday after New Year, we'll all be back, and then 
I mean, it depends on New Year's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, episode four coming out next Sunday, December 18th. And tune in after that. Uh, we hope all y'all have a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see y'all in, in 2023. Have a good rest of your night, guys. See you.